Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. This is Rays Radio. The 1-0 pitch. Here's a swing and a drive. Left center field and deep. Did he do it again? Yes, he did. Welcome to Countdown to Opening Day. Kevin Longoria with his second home run of the ball game has just given the Rays a 5-4 lead. Coming up, we sit down with Rays players, coaches, and front office executives to discuss the latest news in Rays baseball. Archer deals, swing and a miss. He got to chase the slider to retire the sign. That's eight strikeouts for Chris Archer, and the slider finishes off the Orioles in the fifth. Now here's your host, Neil Solons. Good afternoon. Neil Solon's with you today in Tampa, where the Rays at Steinbrenner Field are getting set to take out the New York Yankees. It is our final network broadcast of the 2017 spring training, and it is uh, for the Rays a week before opening day. A lot to be determined, a lot to be decided in terms of the Rays catching situation and the bullpen. Yesterday, Derek Norris officially became a member of the fold, and that occurred during the game. Um, and he is catching today in an intra-squad game down at the Rays Complex in Port Charlotte, where Xavier Cedeno and Alex Colomay are throwing in relief, and Steven Souza Jr. is getting some extra at-bats. Now, Alex Cobb was supposed to start that ball game. He was scratched because of lower back tightness. Kevin Cash said just moments ago that he does not expect it will impact Alex's readiness for the regular season. In addition to that, certainly the Rays have had their fair share of injuries this spring. Tim Beckham had an irritated hip flexor from the game yesterday against the Boston Red Sox, and he was scratched from today's lineup as well. Remember, the Rays have an off day tomorrow, their final one, uh, before they start uh, this final week of preparation. And the thought process was this close to the regular season. They wanted to be absolutely uh, as careful as they can be and make sure that Tim is ready for the start of the regular season. So in essence, he's going to get two days off after playing yesterday. Uh, the other bits of news from a Rays standpoint, at least on an injury front, again, we told you that Alex Cobb was scratched. I mean, uh, the Rays also had all of their players, or a majority of them who were starting today, go to Tropicana Field and work out there and get used to the new turf. And by and large, they gave it fairly glowing reviews. Again, they said it was one workout, so it's kind of hard to tell from an hour better to see how it plays over the course of the first homestand, but by and large, they felt it played true, maybe a little faster than it did before, uh, and how it feels. Uh, they said most of them felt pretty good coming off it, so that's good news as well, and obviously they like the appearance of it, as it was, does look more fresh and green uh, than the prior turf did, so that's good news on that end. As far as today's show goes, we're going to hear from Eric Neander. Now, we chatted with him before the Derek Norris signing, but we'll get a feel as to how he's thinking going into this final week 
before the regular season. We'll also hear from Steven Souza Jr., who again down today is in Port Charlotte getting some extra at-bats in an intra-squad game. The reason it's intra-squad is because of the fact that, you know, this time of year, uh, minor league days, they have what are called camp days and don't play minor league games on Sunday. So the best way to get extra at-bats is through an intra-squad ball game. Now, uh, on Saturday, April 1st, six days from now at Tropicana Field, we'll have a Rays Kids Pep Rally presented by Sagicor Life Insurance Company. Kids can watch Rays players take BP on the field, and kids can run the bases on the field afterward, courtesy of Tampa General Hospital. Gates open at 10 a.m. Be part of the action. Visit RaysBaseball.com slash KidsFest. Raise up. Coming up, it's Eric Neander as we continue right after this on the Rays Baseball Network. Welcome back. Neil Solon's with you. It's Steinbrenner Field in Tampa. Rays getting set to take on the Yankees. Many of the regulars in action today in this one week from opening day. Now, before the Rays announced the signing yesterday of catcher Derek Norris, I had a chance to sit down with Senior Vice President and General Manager Eric Neander. And Eric says a big story in camp had been the young players the Rays have and how they've come along in camp. You know, it's it's what we want. Um, but, you know, with that, um, puts us in a position where, where we have to make some decisions on um, how we want to proceed with our with our opening day club so uh, bullpen we've had a lot of competition you know the catcher spot we've had a lot of competition um, bench spots had a lot of competition we got guys coming back uh, from rehabs you know that are you know some are close some less so and uh, we'll see how that goes so there's still a lot for us to, to sort through but I think overall the the prevailing thought observation is that you know having a lot of our young guys and our non-roster guys step up have put us in a position that we feel that one way or the other we're going to be in a good spot you mentioned rehab um you know Kobe Rasmus has played in a lot of games this week at DH and that's a positive um Matt Duffy and Brad Boxberger unfortunately not going to be ready for opening day how much does that impact a you know how long they're going to be out versus you know just them not being there how much does that impact your roster well it certainly impacts it because those are guys you're you're counting on expecting big things from them and they're expecting big things from themselves um but you know really went into the off season uh with an objective to, to to really build out depth and to do it with different types and personalities of players to to cover us in a lot of different situations and um you know it's it's not ideal to have some of those guys down, um, but the flexibility we have on roster, off roster, um, the collection of talents, the diversity of it is something that there's a lot of different ways that I think even still at this point we can go to, to put it together and feel good about things. Do you feel better or worse about some of the concerns you may have had going into camp now than you did, let's say, on whatever it was, February 13th? It seems like ages ago. Worse because a couple of guys are still nicked up, um, but I think overall better because of the way that some of our younger guys have looked and, again, the non-rosters and, and that collection have, um, have shown well. So um, I think overall the net of it is that we're, you know, we, we feel good about where we're at and we feel like we're going to be deeper um, than we have been, especially at full health, and uh, we're excited to get to that point. Does that impact decisions you may make? Because I'm sure there are opportunities to get guys from outside via waiver claims or trades or things of that nature, knowing that you have a lot of young guys who are close, where if you acquire a guy – a, it may take away a roster spot for the time being. B, that guy may not be needed for more than a couple weeks or a month or whatever it may be. Yeah, it's a definite consideration in terms of um, how to strike the right balance between doing everything possible to win today, you know, win in April, uh, and being in the position to, to win a lot of games over the long haul. And, you know, over the long haul, um, it's really important for us to provide, you know, our younger players to step up when they have opportunity for us to give them that opportunity. Uh, and sometimes that means taking some lumps along the way. And, um, 
you know, in those situations, maybe you're giving up a little early, but you're doing it for, I think, the greater good and the big picture. And that's something we always have to balance. And it's uh, it's not easy, but um, it's it's something that we have to do. Certainly, if the Rays were to win now and win in April, they need their starting rotation to be good. How do you feel right now about the rotation? I know Chris Archer's probably had what Kevin Cash calls his best camp. Yeah, Archer's looked fantastic. And, um, you know, there's a lot to be excited about there. I think the group as a whole and the guys that were here last year, you know, I think collectively we endured, you know, a pretty tough season. But with that, you know, when you come back and that life experience is something that, um, you know, you can gain a lot by, by living through something like that and living through something like that as a team. And um, I think that's that's put a lot of our guys in a better position mentally going into to this year and where we're at, you know, with our, our staff specifically, um, pitching staff specifically. Those guys collectively look like they're in a really good spot. And, um, you know, not just the, the guys that are going to be in the, you know, our, our rotation to start the year, but um, some of the guys behind them, you know, what Chase Whitley has looked like right now, what, you know, Austin Pruitt has looked like in camp and Erasmo. We've got a lot of guys capable of throwing multiple innings to starting <laughs> that um, that have shown really well. And um, we feel good about where we're at going, you know, out of the gates. And we feel really good about some of the depth that we have coming, you know, in addition to some of the bigger prospect names that are more well-known. Do you need a lot of that? You know, because Blake Snell has not had what he would consider his best camp. And even last year, look, he, he had really good moments, but he also had moments where he had a tough time getting through five innings. Do you need those multiple, multiple inning guys to make sure that, you know, you're keeping guys fresh in that bullpen? Yeah, I think, you know, anytime you have quality pitchers that can give you multiple innings, it's it's nice to have. Um, and it certainly can take some of the pressure off the staff as we kind of work our way into things. You know, we... Um, you know, in the Northeast early and you're in some cooler weather, you know, you might want to be a little bit extra careful. Um, you know, we've second half of April into May, um, not a ton of off days. You know, I think we've got, you know, one the second day of the season and then we got another one. And then I think one more after that through the end of May, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, I think it just, it, it's nice to have, you know, where you're not pressured into asking anyone to do too much, if that's the way you want to go with it. Biggest surprise in camp and how that may impact the short and long term? Good question. I, I, I don't know necessarily, you know, any surprises in a sense, um, you know, to see, you know, Beck come in and, and do what he's done and the willingness to do anything and everything to, to put ourselves in a position to win and uh, for him to seize any opportunity he has has been great. Um, that's exciting to see in a young player, um, you know, to see some of our non-roster guys, um, you know, Ricky Weeks, you know, draw a lot of positive attention both on the field and off the field and, and some of the leadership mentorship that he's provided. Um, you know, getting guys like Sucre from the outside that don't have a lot of history with our staff that, you know, um, has fit in really well and, you know, has, has done a nice job there. Um, so, you know, overall, I think, you know, some of the guys you're you're bringing in from the outside, I think largely getting what you expect. It's not necessarily a surprise uh, when you get that, but it's it's nice to see it. So um, we're, we're pretty excited about that, and, um, yeah, surprise or not. And two core guys I wanted to touch on, Brad Miller, how he's transitioned, and Corey Dickerson, how he transformed himself. What can those guys be to your group this year? Two guys that, um, you know, are, are in their second camp with us. You know, these are guys that last year – you have the stresses of the major league season. You have the stresses of trying to, to go out there and, and do the, you know, put up the best numbers you possibly can to help your team win. But on top of that, you're in a new environment. You're in a new league. Uh, for Corey, in Corey's case, new positions, et cetera. There's, there's a lot to take on. And um, you know, this year with those guys having a full year under them in our organization, that familiarity that comes with that is incredibly valuable. And 
you know, puts you in a spot where you just the only thing you need to worry about is playing games and helping the team win. So, um, you know, for the for the new guys that are in their first camp with us this year, having guys that have been through it in just a year ago being in that spot allows them to relate and, and help some of those other guys. And for them specifically, um, you know, a lot of the stresses and the unknowns that were in place a year ago at this point are all lifted and they can just really focus on being the best player and the best teammates they can be. That is Ray, Senior Vice President and General Manager Eric Neander. Hey, tomorrow from 11.30 to 1.30, meet Arrestus Destrada and Raymond for a Ray Street Team event over at 711 11590 4th Street North in St. Petersburg. It'll be filled with interactive games, cool prizes, plus enjoy a free Slurpee from the 711 Slurpee truck. Now coming up, we'll hear from outfielder Steven Souza Jr. We continue on Countdown to Opening Day from Tampa at Steinbrenner Field right after this on 620 WDAE and the Race Radio Network. Welcome back. Neil Solon's with you in Tampa. We're at Steinbrenner Field where the Rays are getting set to take on the Yankees one week from opening day at Tropicana Field between these same two teams. Now, Steven Sousa Jr. expected to be on the lines on opening day and in right field. He's coming off hip surgery. I asked Steven how much better he feels now compared to last year. I, I would say I feel about the same as I did last year. I think it wasn't until... Um about a couple months into it last year that I really started to, to feel something in my hip and uh, really started to be a little bit more of a grind coming to the field. But um, compared to when I ended last year to now, it's night and day. I mean, the, the doctors have done an unbelievable job. Um, the training staff here has done a great job, and especially Washington um, advanced manual therapy back home, and their, their physical therapy they did with me has really just been great. How much of a game changer is that for you? Uh, for this season, and how much better do you feel going into this year? Yeah, I think the ability to not hold back. I think when I was coming to the field uh, at times last year, it was a little scary. You know, you didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, and even the doctors said, we don't know, you know, it could it could get worse. It's just kind of a, a sit-and-wait thing. And um, the ability to come to the field every day healthy, I think, and play and uh, go full bore and not worry about the consequences um, physically is – is really relieving, and so I'm just excited to be able to play 162 games healthy. This camp, what has been the focus for you? Obviously, you want to get on the field first and, and make sure everything's good, which check there. What types of things are you doing to get you ready for opening day in a little over a week? I think my biggest goal this spring was day in and day out at bat, trap bat, trying to stay consistent. I think that has been the, the biggest uh, downfall in these last couple of years is there'll be weeks where I, I just – I'm unconscious, and um, doesn't matter who's on the mound. And then there's weeks where I disappear, um, and trying to close the gap on those. And I feel like if we can close the gap on those, the year will actually come together the way it's supposed to. And so, Chad and I've been working about really narrowing down what it is that gets us, uh, gets me specifically, uh, ready to hit every day. And so, um, just trying to get in that box and be consistent. You mentioned Chad. Chad Matola was became the race hitting coach in early September last year. He saw you at a very good point. Um, in fact, I think the first game you hit two homers in New York. So tell me how helpful he has been uh, that last couple weeks that you got to know him a little bit more and also in spring training here. Yeah, he's he's a special coach. He really is. He takes the time to get to know you uh, mentally and then looks at you physically and realizes you're going to do something different than somebody else. There's a lot of coaches out there that cookie-cut guys and said, this is how it's supposed to be done, and you got to figure out a way to do it. But to be able to be patient with every hitter and understand that their personalities are all different, that's what makes a really great coach. And so he's done that with me from the beginning. 
And he came in last year in New York and really just kind of put my mind at ease and said, listen, I don't want to do anything you don't want to do. And I want you to just go out there for this next month and just see the ball, hit the ball, and play. And we've kind of just carried that over, I mean, at that point. Um, but he allows you to just be yourself. Um, but he challenges you. He, he tries to make uh, adjustments and whatnot. But the ability to let yourself play and then work from there, that's huge. That's, that's an important role in coaching. You mentioned, you know, that kind of ease. If I remember right, there was also something you said after that two-homer game about whether it was Chase Whitley or Alex Cobb. One of them had said something really encouraging or positive to you that helped. How much do those guys in this clubhouse help you kind of find that consistency? Yeah, those two guys are easily one of the most important people in my life right now. Um, and specifically the fact their ability to speak truth into my life and be honest in our relationship that we have. We all have the same faith and and, and drive and know what drives us out there. And um, that's really easy to be, um, to just get through tough times when you have guys like that by your side. And so in in that moment when it just seemed like, man, I can't, I can't figure it out. I can't do anything right. And there was just a lot going on with my hip and on the field. And those guys just really allowed me to take a step back and go, hey, enjoy the game. God's put you here for a reason. You have the ability. You're just getting in your own way. And those guys day in and day out remind me and keep me accountable. And so I miss them all year long. And so to have them back on the field, it, it, it's been key. You've also had a life-changing event. You now have a child. And how much do you think that has changed you? And how much do you think it can actually help you during the course of this year? Yeah, I don't know that it directly will correlate to anything on the field. I know that my mindset's definitely changed. Um, priorities just shift. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like... Um, I don't want to go for four every day, and I'm not coming here. I'm trying to get hits every day, but um, there's just more important things now. You know, his life and providing for him, caring for him, loving him, those things are way more important. And the same thing that goes for my wife. Um, caring for them is just much more important than um, the things that happen here or the results that happen here. And so it's been amazing to watch him grow and um being able to take care of them at this point. And at the same time, I guess I was looking at it to the point that, you know, sometimes I wonder watching you that you might care too much, mm -hmm. that, you know, you mentioned getting in your own way, that maybe this helps prevent you from getting in your own way because it helps you relax your mind a little bit more. I definitely don't have as much time at home anymore to watch video or anything. Um, that's been a great thing. I think you're right. I think you're right. You have a point in uh, – and I, I definitely pressed too hard at some points. And so I don't really have a choice anymore. That choice has kind of been taken away from me, whether that was God's plan or uh, whatever it is. Um, I've got to leave it here, and I've got to go take care of my family. And so the ability to, listen, I'm here, I'm going to work as hard as I can. I leave the field. It's time to be a father and a husband. Um, that has just been magnified this year. There is competition, too. Um, you know, obviously, KK now with the long-term deal. Uh, everyone knows he's going to play center, but having Corey he lost 25 pounds, looks great, has had a terrific camp, adding Colby to the mix and Malix, how much can that help, too? And, and what, have, what have the group of you been like together? Yeah, I think it's great. Um, anytime you get guys that aren't, I don't want to say comfortable, but, you know, not taking stuff for granted. I think when it's like, hey, this is your job, there's no one behind you, there's no reason to, to fail or succeed because we don't have anyone better. That can be good and bad because really, if you fail, you know you're still going to um, have your spot. And that can be put your mind at ease, but it also can make you complacent. And so the fact that we have some guys to push each other 
um, and to raise our game to the next level is huge. And that's what I think is going to make winning teams go. And that is Rays outfielder Steven Souza Jr. Again, he is playing today down in Port Charlotte, as several Rays are getting themselves set for the regular season in an intra-squad game. Xavier Cedeno, as well as Alex Colomay, and new catcher Derek Norris among those in action. Alex Cobb not. We told you he was scratched with lower back tightness, but Kevin Cash also said before the game he doesn't expect that will impact his ability to make start number three or game number three of the regular season. We'll come back, talk about Derek Norris, wrap up the show. We continue from Steinbrenner Field in Tampa where the Rays are playing the Yankees in exhibition play today right after this on the Rays Baseball Network. Welcome back. Neil Solon's with you. We're in Tampa, Florida. It's Steinbrenner Field. Rays getting set to take on the New York Yankees. This is their final week before regular season play. In fact, oh, about a half hour from now, a week from now, so a week and a half hour, we're going to see the Rays and the Yankees on the lines getting set for first pitch of the regular season. Today it's going to be Matt Andrees on the hill for the Rays. Brian Mitchell going for the Yankees. Those are two guys who would not expect to pitch in the opening series. Mitchell is vying for the fourth or fifth starter spot, which have not been settled for New York. And Andrees is expected to start game five of the season as the Rays this week announced their rotation. The big news yesterday was the addition of one Derek Norris to a one-year deal. Norris getting $1.2 million for the year. Also the opportunity to... Uh, gain an additional $800,000 incentives. And to me, this is kind of a no-brainer. With Wilson Ramos, again, coming back from knee surgery, this doesn't force him to feel he has to rush to come back. It gives you much more of an established catcher. And I know he had a down year offensively a season ago. But the fact of the matter is, this is a guy who's been very durable and is still only 28 years old. And he's caught at least 100 games in each of the past three years. He's had double digits in home runs in each of the past three years. Um, and you talk to especially some of the guys in San Diego where he was the last two seasons, he had a good reputation for working with their respective staffs and did a pretty good job in terms of pitch framing and his ability to handle things behind the plate. And I think he felt, talking to him yesterday, that some of the issues he had offensively last year next to the plate uh, have been resolved, that he tried to make some adjustments in his swing and then wasn't able to make the adjustment back, and he's gone back to what worked for him when he was an All-Star in 2014. So his feeling is is that he has the ability to have a good season and hopefully can fit in well with his group. He's playing again in an intra-squad game today, and he and Steven Sousa Jr., one of our guests on our program earlier, will also play in a minor league game tomorrow. Now coming up we have the Rays pregame show. We'll hear from Kevin Cash and much, much more. We certainly thank Frank Lover for engineering things here at Steinbrenner Field in Tampa and also thanks to one Trey Downey and Len Martez back at our network studios. We also thank Eric Neander, Senior Vice President and General Manager of the Rays for being on the program as well as outfielder Steven Sousa Jr. now healthy and hoping for a very successful 2017. The pregame show is coming up. Neil Solon's with you. This has been Countdown to Opening Day on the Rays Baseball Network. Thank you for listening to Countdown to Opening Day. Follow me on the 1-2 pitch. Long drive to right. Susie going back to his left at the warning track. Jumps up, makes the catch. Slams against the wall. Secures the baseball and the victory for the Rays. If you missed any of the show, download it at RaysBaseball.com slash podcasts. The lefty holds the belt. Now pitches to Miller. Swing and a high fly ball. Deep right center field. Deep turns around. Sign in right center field to the Rays of a 
Join us for opening day on April 2nd as the Rays host the New York Yankees. Now the 1-1 pitch on its way. Swing and a drive. Deep right field. For tickets or for more information on the Rays, visit RaysBaseball.com. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.